the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Come Together San Diego. Yes, indeed, another remarkable show. And uh, those of you who have been following me for the six or seven years that I've been on the air with this particular show, Come Together San Diego, you may know the name Chris Leeper because he was one of my early, early guests early on when I began the show so many years ago. And uh, he (laughs) continues to do remarkable things, not only he, but his family as well. My first introduction of him to you was tied to a ministry called 40 Days of Hope, and that uh, venue is continuing, but his venues have increased, and he and his multitude and his family uh, head out on multi-month endeavors, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Chris Leeper, hello. Hello. It is so, I'm so blessed to be here, Kaz. I so appreciate you, and I'm excited about sharing with with those on the radio. Yes, I think the very first show we did was like, it was 40 Days of Hope, basically. And, yeah, and we yeah, talked a lot about was. that back years ago, and that is still going. But uh, the Leaper ministry has expanded, and the Leaper family has expanded since that time as well. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the 40 Days of Hope venue, but we're also going to talk about your travels. And these travels, pay close attention, my friend, if you want to understand how God uses a family. This is an illustration of that. So, Chris, mm. why don't you start by giving a little background of the who, why, what, where, when, of how, and how of Chris Leeper, but also Chris Leeper Family Ministry and uh, yeah. uh, the vision and the plans upcoming soon. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to share just two two things that the Lord's had us do for a number of years. Yes. First, just to talk about the 40 days, and that'll give a little context to what we're doing in Oregon uh, coming up, but... The 40 Days of Hope started about 10, 11 years ago on a street in El Cajon uh, called Second Street. Mm-hmm. 25 churches came together. We there was, uh, there was a lot of homelessness. There was drugs. There was alcohol. There was underage drinking, all those different things. The mayor actually came to us and said, hey, would you, would you call the church? We've done everything we can do with policies and and the legal process, but we we need the church's help. We need spiritual breakthrough for this street. And 25 churches came together. We called it 40 Days of Hope for Second Street. And uh, that just kicked it off. We saw we saw some incredible things happen. The homeless were saved and and transformed. And and even the F Street bookstore that had been grandfathered in, I think it'd been there for like 30 years, closed mm-hmm. down on the 39th yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God God moved, and yes. it kind of catapulted us into beginning to think and dream with the Lord, what could, what could happen if the church united? Yes. What could happen if we fasted and prayed together and did worship together and did outreach together? And 
and uh, we started doing doing. Uh, we had like sixty churches, and a, cu- a couple years later, we had like sixty churches in East County, and and we fasted and prayed, and the Lord began to show us that forty days to Palm Sunday, welcoming the King of Glory, mm-hmm. and the Lord showed us Psalm one thirty three, which I, I, I just want to read that to us because it is so. Over the years, you know, when the Lord gives you a revelation, you share it, but then he goes deeper and deeper into it. And it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. And the word there, unity, can also mean harmony. So begin to think about all the congregations in San Diego. If they were to harmonize together, bring the gifts and strengths, and it would transform the entire city. It would transform the county. Yes. Really, and so the Lord's speaking to us about uh, removing the walls of separation. The things, you know, there's there's certain things the Lord's okay with us separating on, mm-hmm. but they're very few actually. When you talk about Christian believers, uh, most of the things that we have chosen to separate on, the Lord has never given us permission to do it. But what's happened is it also it, it removes His power. It removes His ability to bring the transformation, the kingdom of God that He wants to bring. And so we're we're really putting a, uh, we're we're blowing the trumpet for unity and harmony, not just in San Diego now, but the Lord expanded it to California, then Baja California, yes. and now up into Oregon. Now we're calling it Hope West Coast. And uh, we joined with uh, another ministry, uh, Mondo Matthews, dear friend of mine, who was mentored by by Lou Engel. He had a, a vision and a dream of ten stadiums, uh, uh, having ten stadiums filled all at the same time. And so we have partnered together where we're doing forty days of prayer, fasting, worship, and outreach. Forty days to Palm Sunday, and then Palm Sunday weekend on that Saturday. We're having stadium gatherings that is specifically target, targeted for the lost. Yes. And this whole thing is really a revival to reach the lost. Yes. We, need a, we need to revive evangelism in the body of Christ. And so um, I just want to say one other thing before I move on to my family, and that is the Lord spoke to me in 2018, actually in a, in a kind of a... Uh, a moment where I was thinking about stopping, you know, because it's hard sometimes to get people to fast and pray, you know, and I'm like, (laughs) Lord, I'm asking people to do things they don't want to do. And I I was in this this place of just discouragement. And the Lord said to me uh, during that 40 days of prayer and fasting, he said, you shall no longer be called California, but Mm -hmm. Beulah. For the Beulah. Lord delights in you, and it's out of. I didn't know what Beulah meant at that moment. I I couldn't remember what it meant, and uh, the Lord took me to Isaiah sixty two, and it, it means married to God. Can you imagine California? The Lord's narrative on California is being married to God. Oh my! That my. that is so deep and rich, and and really, it, it it should shatter. My prayer is that it would shatter. Our, our thoughts on 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 our perspective and what we think of California, yes. that we begin to think God's destiny for California, we come into alignment with that and begin to walk that out. I believe it would bring great transformation to our to our cities, to our state, and to our nation. Oh, absolutely! And so, um, so that was the word that that really catapulted us into California, and then Baja, 
and then uh, up to, now up to Oregon. Yes, but you know one of the things that is telltale about the value of California, the enemy isn't going to attack something that is uh, insignificant. He's going to attack the most dangerous place and, and dangerous heart cry of the people that's out there. And I think California is among those states and among those people groups here in California, and he's doing everything he can to bring down California, which tells you how beloved California is. And you identified yes. the word Beulah, yes. meaning married to the yes. Lord. Yeah, That tells a lot, doesn't it? Yes. And one of the things that we've heard said, and I'm sure many have heard this, is as California goes, so mm-hmm. goes the nation. Yes. And I believe that first actually was said by Gavin Newsom. And and he didn't know he was prophetic. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> or maybe he did. But but it's true is that as California goes, so goes the nation. And out of California, so many revivals have come yes. that have transformed the nations. Yep. And we believe another one is coming. I'm thinking of Amy Semple McPherson, for example. Yes, and Campus Crusade for Christ yes. and Azusa Street, Azusa Street. And, and others. Uh, the fasting uh, revival that came out of San Diego, uh, so many have, have really been birthed here. And so there is a great destiny God has for California. And, and so he's really, he, really changed my, he really changed my narrative on, on what California, uh, its destiny and and how we sh- we're supposed to look at it. Yep. So look- why don't you spend a little bit of time talking about your family because we're winding down on this yes. segment. Okay. So so my family. So I have eight children. Gasp. Uh, yes, I have eight <laughs> children. And and because the Lord spoke to us early on in our marriage that we we weren't allowed to decide how many kids we were going to have. That He was the Lord of our reproductive system. That oh He He was going to decide. And I'm so glad because you know we had. We had so many amazing kids, and I, I was thinking, what if we just said no? What if we just said just two? What about all the rest that would have come and, and the beauty of what God wanted to do in their lives and, and to create them? And so we have eight children, but I had a really dif- difficult uh, childhood. My my brother died when I was four. My mother died when I was nine. And so so um, I and my father was distant and angry. And so I didn't actually know how to raise my kids. Yes. I didn't I didn't know how to transfer my faith to them. And so I, in prayer I'm like, "Lord, I don't know how to transfer my faith to my kids." And so so uh we probably should talk about that in the next well, segment. Well, let's do. Let's devote much of the next segment to talking about the family because my listening friend, many of you are members of a family or maybe the heads of a family. And there are some things that you need to know about how God wants to use the family in these last days, not only in California, but in other parts of the nation as well as the Leaper family and Leaper family ministries are going to illustrate as we walk through this remarkable broadcast with my friend, Chris Leaper. My friends, uh, we've got much more to come. Make note of it and listen closely. We will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back to Come Together San Diego with a longtime friend, and actually he's co-ministered with me on Come Together San Diego through the years. His name is Chris Leeper. He has a ministry uh, with his 
team, A-E-I-E, his family and others, and it's called 40 Days of Hope, but also more than that, he's a traveling man, and he, he and his family are doing some traveling to actually minister God's love for uh, his kids and show them a different point of view regarding family values and things like that. I'm going to hand the baton to you, Chris, and have you give some insights. We, we started in the last segment ta- introducing your family. Why don't you finish that introduction then and jump on into your soon coming travels? Yeah, yeah. So, so as many of you uh, probably have experienced in your childhood, uh, I experienced a lot of brokenness. Um, as I said in in the other uh, episode, was that my brother died when I was four years old. And then when I was nine, my mother died. Mm. And so my mother was everything to me. She was, she, she, you know, she was all the love I had in my life when she died. And my dad had lost his firstborn son and his wife. And so she, uh, he was very, he was struggling. And so he was distant, angry. And so um, I, I literally just gave myself to the Lord. HBO became my mentor. I started drinking when I was nine years old, and and I just seed my way through school. And then I joined the military. It brought me out to San Diego, and 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 then I came. Was it the Navy that you? That joined? was the Navy. Uh-huh. Yeah, brought me out to San Diego, and then um, one of my friends invited me to uh, an outreach, and I went there, and I came to the Lord, and the Lord began. I mean, I had a radical transformation, born again. I mean. The world looked different after I had encountered the Lord. And and very shortly after that, the Lord had called me into full-time ministry. And so I went to Bible school, and I had some, you know, and then I married my wife, and she was the flautist at the church, and and uh, and I became the evangelism outreach director. I mean, I was seeing success as a minister for, but I was a jerk at home. I was a Christian jerk, I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... I was at this point of saying, Lord, I don't know how to transfer my faith to my kids. And the Lord had been humbling me, giving me inner healing, all these different things. I said, Lord, I don't know how to do this because I don't have anything to draw from. And the Lord said, I want you to take your devotional life into the living room. And I was like, well, that's my survival. Every day I got to be with you, Lord, or I'm going to be a wreck. And he said, he said, I want you to do this. It's going to change your family. And so my devotional life looked like encountering the Lord through worship, like not just not just singing songs, but actually encountering His mm-hmm. presence, and then reading and meditating on the Word of God, and then allowing Him to deal with my life, yes. and then praying into what He showed me. And so I brought that into the living room. So, so other people have prayer closets. God said, yeah. I want you to take that prayer experience into the living room yes. where everybody else is hanging around. Yes. That's great. So my kids started waking up. They, I said, come on, sit down. We're going to meet with the Lord. And we'd start worshiping. And all of a sudden, God started coming into our living room. And I was like, whoa. I mean, our kids were lifting their hands. They were rocking. They were yelling out the songs. God was touching their hearts. It It's hard to even actually explain mm-hmm. what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It was an encounter with him. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you'll host my presence, I'll raise your children. Yes. And I was like, whoa. And so for the last 12 years or 13 years, we have been meeting every day for a couple of hours in the morning worshiping the Lord, encountering his presence. And then my kids started picking up instruments. Yes. 
They started uh, worshiping. They started making up songs. God started, was leading them. They'd start hearing the voice of God. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And, and, and about five years ago, the Lord spoke to me. He says, I want to take what I've done in the secret place, what he did, what God did in the secret place on the road as a family for families mm-hmm. to awaken revive and bring transformation. Yes. And that's what catapulted us into California doing a tour in California. And my kids they the, their worship. At first it was like, "Oh, look, it's the kids, they're so cute." But then we started seeing like <laughs> they're actually bringing heaven oh, down. Yes, yes, yes. Like they're opening the heavens. People are being wrecked. Yes. People are falling to their knees and weeping in the presence of God by young kids worshiping. And the Lord starts speaking to us that they are a secret weapon. They are indeed. And that there's no junior Holy Spirit. And if there's no junior Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit, the fullness of God can be in a child as much as he can be and an adult. Yes. You know, Chris, I I remember illustrations of this early on because in some of your Facebook posts in the past, you included your living room experience with your kids, you know, when you had less than with the eight kids you have now, but I've seen it through the years and I go, this has some power to it. And there was a level of freedom with the children that I saw there. And last uh, Sunday or so in a church environment, you were with us in a church environment and you were, you and your family, your children were leading worship. And my listening friend is the most remarkable thing. You know, I, I don't know whether it was a five-year-old, the one that grabbed the microphone from me. What was, how old well, was the, she? Five. She, five. yeah, our youngest is five. So, well, the, she oh, seven. Came, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven. She came to you and you were kind of leading worship and, and the whole entourage of musicians, i.e. the Leaper family were up in the front ministering as well. Some were jumping around and having fun and things like that. But she was uh, out among the people in the congregation. She came up to you. I, I saw it and I went, my jaw dropped and I smiled greatly. And she come pulled on your pant leg. She goes, dad, can I have the microphone? And it's not something that you go, oh yeah, after I'm finished. No, you're listening to Holy Spirit. And that thing is very striking, Chris. And mm. you, you felt Holy Spirit was telling you, give her the microphone. So she being seven years old, she grabs the microphone, goes up in front of the, uh, your worship family mm-hmm. and in face to face with the congregation. And she belts out a song. I don't even know whether the song was a song that she just came up with or was one that the, the other young, your other children knew, but it, it changed the whole dynamic of the church mm. service. It wasn't like, uh, this is, uh, I'm the pastor and I have to lead everything. It's Holy Spirit is the pastor and he leads yeah. everything. Chris, it was remarkable. Yes. Yeah. And, and we've been able to develop that at home. Like everything that I felt like the Lord wanted us to do in public we practiced at home. Mm-hmm. And so we practiced being led by the Holy Spirit. We practiced hearing his voice. We practiced um, even preaching. Like I would have my kids practice <laughs> preparing a message, you know, and yeah. prophesying. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. So, so it was just so interesting. The Lord literally is fathering and raising my children, and, and he's such a good father. And so uh, when, he, when he said, I want to take this on the road, that's when we began to travel. We began to travel up and down California and then into Baja, California. And then um, just recently, we're going to talk about this, but recently the Lord uh, called us to go on this tour called the Trail of Joy. Yes. And it's been a two-year tour. Um, and this last year, we were gone for seven months on the road from here, to, from San Diego all the way to Miami and back. And we spent a month in each location. 
And I want, let's talk a little bit about yes. that. So we had, it was called the Trail of Joy. It started in Salem, Oregon in uh, 2022, and it ended in Miami in 2023 in September. And, and there were six families. So this last year, there were six families on this tour for seven months, six families, 23 children. So <laughs> seven of ours yes. went. Another family had 10 kids. Another family had four kids. I mean, it was like that. And then there, there's 36 people total. And the Lord, and the Lord told us that, that I'm going to turn the trail of tears into the trail of joy. Wow. In, in Salem, Oregon, the Lord said the curse is reversed. The Lord told us then to reverse the curse of the trail of tears into the trail of joy. And one of the ways that he told us to do this was to love the Native Americans and your neighboring churches as Christ loved the church. And um, I want I want to share a briefly a story about Window Rock, Arizona. Okay, uh, we've got about a minute and a half, so let's okay. start it here, and we'll continue it on the okay. other side of the so break. So it, it's it's literally prophetic words. Uh, you know, for me, I'll just share I'll just share a little bit, then we'll we'll sh- um, talk about it more in the next session. But the Lord, I I have not had a lot of Native American experiences. Mm-hmm. I have not been in, in a lot of reservations. I really didn't know what what was going on in in how they were feeling and how we hurt them. And so this has been a major, the last two years have been a major uh, education yes. for me. And, and, and the Lord has been talking about the destiny he has for the first nations people yes. that they were on this land and that, that some of them we're, were believers yes. in the Lord. Some of them were, were, you know, demonized or whatever, but but some of them were believers, and I and I want to share what I learned in the next session. I love that, and my listening friend, here you go. God wants to restore America, and America has to include the First Nation people as well. We're going to talk more about this because God has big plans for this nation, and He has people in mind that have families, perhaps like you. We'll talk more about that and so much more when Chris Leeper and guess who? Yep, we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego. Let me give you the scenario that we've begun here as we've been talking about uh, God's plans to empower families, family individuals within the family to showcase God's glory in the family unit, but also to be free in ministering as Holy Spirit tells you. This is personified by Chris Leeper and the Leeper Family Ministries, and he's, Chris Leeper is with me in the studio right now. We just <laughs> we began our discussion about what he calls the trail of joy that happened in 2023 this last year, and get this. Six families traveling across the United States heading towards Miami, uh, and that those families were, uh, uh, t- what, 23 children, 36 people overall, and you guys just uh, traversed in different areas. One of the focuses on were on uh, First Nation people. That would be the uh, yes. Indians uh, and reservations and things like that probably as well. S- continue your story, Chris. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and and one of the things that I just want to encourage everyone is 
we surrendered our lives and the Lord led us six families in RVs for seven months. And so we, we learned so many things. And some of those things I'll share with you today. Uh, while I was going to Window Rock, which was not on the Trail of Joy, but we were ministering the First Nations people, the Navajo Nation, which is the largest reservation in in uh, the United States, I learned this, this some just some, this is just a little bit about the prophetic history about the Native Americans. But in 1877, Crazy Horse said upon, he said, upon suffering beyond suffering, the red nation shall rise again and it shall be a blessing for a sick world. My. That was in 1877. And in, in 1975, Billy Graham said, you as Indians are a sleeping giant. You are now awakening. You may become a spiritual superpower in this country that could change not only America, but the world. And, and he's, we believe that the tribes, so as we were on this trip, we were sensing that the tribes are going to provide leadership for this next great move of God. And, and the last thing I want to share in this part is that in 1867, Sitting Bull said, I am a red man. If the great spirit wanted me to be a white man, he would have made me so in the first place. <laughs> yeah. God made me an Indian. Oh my. And, and what, what we're sensing is that until the first nation is healed and that we focus on that, we're not going to see our whole nation healed. And many of the challenges that we're actually facing now in, in, um, in our political arena, we actually did to the First Nations people as a nation. Explain we, that more. We, uh, we actually did this to the First Nations, what yes. we're experiencing so now. Explain for that. example, um, we, I think we had 360 uh, treaties with them, mm-hmm. and we broke the treaties systematically on purpose to take them out one by one. Okay, because now relate that for been, today. Now you're saying pe- treaties, okay, promises have been broken Promises today. have been broken, yeah. So today we've got elections being stolen, we've got manipulation, we've got various things happening in our nation that most of our listeners would be aware of some of these things. Yes. And a lot of it goes back to how the Lord was showing us how we treated the First Nations people. It is now coming back Ooh, on Chris. us. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. The same spirit that that we uh, that how we dealt with the First Nations people is now we are now being dealt with it. And the Lord is pointing out the root issues that we need to look at and and to deal with. And part of the problem is that we don't even have. Most of the things that happened with the First Nations people are not taught well in school. Yes. We don't even know the history. Mm-hmm. We and and here's the thing: history is written by the victor. <laughs> That's so true. The one thing I love about the Bible is that it tells you everything. Mm-hmm. David was a man after God's own heart, though he committed adultery. Yep. 
though he murdered not only Uriah, but 36 other men that were fighting because they withdrew, mm-hmm. and 36 other people died. He, he, he censored, he, he gave a census of the entire nation. The Lord judged and brought a plague. So you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Of and you see the whole history, yeah, true history. Yes, and so we need to begin to ask the Lord to show us. One time, the Lord showed me. He said, "My history books are different than yours." Mm, so true, and that should cause a little bit of fear in our hearts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so this is one of the things that the Lord was showing us uh, about about the history of how we dealt. In, in, and in many ways, how we dealt with the First Nations people. And let me give a little more context. So, so we have this in our history. Even the Puritans carried this. It was called Manifest Destiny. And what it was was a connection with how Israel was given the ah, promised yes. land, right? Mm-hmm. And how they were told, we want you to take out these bad nations mm-hmm. like the Philistines, all the all the mm-hmm. mosquito the bites, Malachites. right? The Malachites, the, yeah. <laughs> the mosquito bites. So anyways, <laughs> um, so, so, so they were given land. Yes. God had given it to them. He had actually waited 400 years for the sin of those nations to fully overflow Mm -hmm. before he actually brought the judgment that he wanted to bring on those nations. But when we came to America, we had this mindset that we were like Israel and that the United States or America was ours for the taking, and that and that literally the the First Nations Indian tribes were the the Philistines, and that we could kill them, and that that it was justified by God. My and 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 we know that is not the gospel. The gospel no. shifted all of that to the gospel shifted it from from just land to a holy people, to a holy nation that's called to disciple nations, mm-hmm. and that we're called to reach and to love and to appeal and to give. And the whole nature uh, has shifted in how we're to, to reach the nations. But we carried uh, uh, an idea that literally caused the slaughter of of the tribes. Oh, my. Yes. And, and, and we need to repent of that and begin to think different and also begin to think what is our responsibility now as as you know generations have gone by how, what does god want us to do and i and and i'll just say this uh i, I this is not a uh god has a plan it's not the liberal plan it's not the republican it's not he has a plan That's right. and and he wants to bring uh, reconciliation, restitute, whatever it is he wants to do. He, we need to be open to asking the Lord, how can we reach these tribes in a way? How can we touch? How can we minister in a way that he would have us minister? Because a lot of, a lot of what we did in killing the tribes was in the name of Jesus. That's a, oh, that is so true. And th- th- this is, we're, we're learning Mega lessons right now in, in, in many ways. Yes. We are because we have abused our privilege, we as Americans, but you can multiply that across the different nations as well. Different uh, indigenous groups of different countries have been abused as well. And the lesson is God's got a plan and he loves all the people yes. and he wants to bring them all together. But we have to revisit what true history is and you'll find true history and biblical insights rather than our preconceived notions about what the, the victors of a particular area have declared as being the history. It's not. 
Let me share this uh, before we we close this segment. Um, I was in Chico, and a Native American stood up, and he said, "I." he's a believer. He said, I have such a hard time when you pray for revival, knowing how my people were butchered. Wow. And and it was like, it it, it just... he was in tears. He was, he was just sharing his own struggles. And at that moment, the Lord spoke to me. He said that the same people, the same people group that destroyed their people, they were going to have to cooperate in order to restore their people. And when I, when I, when I heard that, I was like, that is the deepest humility. It was going to take the deepest humility for that to happen and yet, and yet, I believe what the Lord was saying. And, and on a flip side, so so let me say that again. On a, on from His side, He would have to receive from those who from the people group that hurt His people. And on the other side, we have to take responsibility and actually reach out and help. Yes. So that there's there's, there's this partnership of reconciliation and restoration that God wants to do. Wow. Reconciliation, restoration, vital, vital parts of the plan, and God wants to implement that in our lives. We as individuals, we as families, and beyond. This nation should be one nation under God, and it has been an error many times. We need to get that cleansed out. And God's got great big plans for his entire body of Christ. And we're going to talk more about that when Chris Leeper and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Leeper, the leader of the Leeper Family Ministry and uh, 40 Days of Hope and other things as well. We're talking about some endeavors that they are planning, and I think this will be instrumental for you and in, uh, informative to you as far as uh, hearing God's voice and, and obeying His voice, not only as an individual, but as a member of a family in the natural and in the spiritual as well. Chris, uh, thank you for beginning this trek from your journey this in two, uh, 2023 and perhaps setting the stage for where you're about to go in 2024 as well. So I'm going to ha- hand the baton back to you. My listening friend, th- there's a great deal of understanding uh, to be had in that what we think to be history, uh, Chris mentioned it in an earlier segment, uh, history is actually written by the ones who are the victors. But the true history has to go beyond that. And if you want to look at the Bible, that is a true illustration of how history should be reported, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as you said, Chris. I'm going to hand the baton back to you. Chris Amen. 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 So we'll, we'll jump into what the Lord, uh, what we did. So we, the Lord called us to be on the trail of joy, to reverse the curse of the trail of tears. It had 11 stops across America. Uh, we started in Salem, Oregon in 2022, went to Independence, Missouri, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and then in 2023, Little Rock, Arkansas, 
Jackson, Missouri, Nashville, Tennessee, Wilmore, Kentucky, <laughs> Cherokee, North Carolina, Fort Mill, South Carolina, and we ended in Miami, Florida. Get the picture, my friends. This is a troop of uh, six families traveling all across the United States and the c- cities and states that uh, Chris has outlined for you. But this represents children and adults, uh, about 23 kids um, and uh, 36 people. And you guys, I saw your uh, pictures of the, the entourage that you are planning to depart from out of San Diego. They've got a, a large uh, van, and attached to that van, there's a gigantic trailer. <laughs> and yeah. this is just your family. All these other families had their own uh, transportation yes. as well, and you kind of, like a wagon train, literally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Across yeah, America. It, definitely. It was. We actually have a shuttle bus, so it's a little bigger than a van, uh-huh. and we have a, a, a room in the back of the bus where we have all our sound equipment, and mm-hmm. then we have our our seven kids and my wife and I, and then we're towing a, a long trailer. So we're about sixty feet total going down the road. It's yeah, it's quite daunting it's at like times. The, like speaking of history, like the wagon trains. That's old. right. That's my, right. My. That's right. So so this past year we were seven months on the road. Uh, with our families and spending a month in each one of these locations. Uh, and then we had some people that were flying in, but I want to share, I want to introduce you to the team that went with us. Uh, Myron and Dottie Lizer. Myron was the former vice president of the Navajo Nation, uh, just a man of God who, who, who just really contributed deeply to our our meetings. Then Apostle Ron and Tida Harvey, they are um, a part of the Navajo Nation as well. Pastor Caleb and Erica Cooper, uh, they're from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and that is a perfect place for them to be that describes them. (laughs) He is a revivalist. He's he's like a machine gun preacher, a powerful man of God. Uh, Pastor Devin and Georgia O'Neill from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This is the team, I mean, from all over, mm-hmm. right? And and he was the director of the Trail of Joy. He was the one that got the original words, I'm going to turn the Trail of, of Tears into the Trail of Joy. Uh, the Cantrell family, they have 10 kids. They've all trained them to prophesy, to pray, to, to worship. Mm-hmm. To worship. Yep. Um, and they're from Portland, Oregon. Uh, the Rock family, they were a part of um, of the Sheep Among Wolves documentary coming out of Iran. They, they're underground. Uh, they teach uh, the DMM, Disciple Making Movement, uh, powerful family. Uh, Adam and Tanya, they're from Monterey. Adam and Tanya Rising are from Canton, Ohio. Actually, that's where I was born, Canton, Ohio, right? and was raised. Um, they, uh, Adam uh, was establishing altars. Um, ecclesia altars is what he called them, in each region as we were able to. And these were places where intercessors would come together and they begin to ask the Lord what he wanted to say, how he wanted to deal with certain things. They, they would get land assignments, uh, prayer assignments, different, uh, and they'd begin to tackle the spiritual strongholds in the region. It was powerful. And then our family, the Leaper family, which uh, did a lot of worship, our kids prophesied, prayed, ministered. Um, I preached and, and all those things. But And my wife, she's a flautist, and when she gets on the flute, she's prophesying. Yes. Like, it's it's powerful. Um, and so that was, that was the team. And I want to take us back to uh, one of the stops. I, I'm, we're not going to be able to share all the stops, but I want to I give you some highlights of yes. some stops. Oklahoma. So uh, we're in—actually, wait a minute. I skipped 
I skipped one stop. Okay, I want to tell you about Salem. Okay. Before we go into Oklahoma. Okay, so in Salem, this is our first stop. We didn't actually know anybody. We were just invited to this tent meeting, and that's when we got introduced to the trail and to all the people, and they loved us and wanted us to go with them, and the Lord said— So the first first stop, it was just— the Leeper family, and all of a sudden you became connected to all these other people yes. in, in uh, Salem, yeah. Oregon. Yeah, we were invited to come up there to do worship, uh-huh. and uh, by the Rock family, they invited us, and so we came up there. We just, the Lord knit our hearts together, and, and He catapulted us. And that's one of the things that we do, just to encourage the listener, is we ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to go, if we're invited somewhere, do you want us to go somewhere? And we just obey. We don't try to figure out the the outcome, we don't try to figure out the fruit. And we just obeyed, went to Salem, and then God put us on this two-year tour. Right? <laughs> I had no idea that that was going to happen. But Did you have somebody feed the animals at home? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we that is that is a, a different an story issue that we have. To, yeah. So but let me tell you this powerful story that we heard uh in Salem, Oregon. And so there's this tribe in Salem are in, in Oregon called the Nimipu tribe. And they're also known as the Nez Pierce tribe. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned about that is that when we came over as Europeans, sometimes we actually named the tribe. Not the, It wasn't their name. It was our name. That just tells you kind of history, mm-hmm. right? So the Europeans are naming these tribes, but it's not really their name. Uh-huh. So the Nez Pierce is not their name. It's the Nimipu tribe. And so this tribe, along along head with along with a, a tribe called the Flathead, they they heard about the Book of Heaven from Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. and the from Book the Trappers. Yes, uh, and so they they heard about this book. Some of the tribes actually had someone prophesy about this book that they had to, de- to find the book and that the white man was going to come and displace them that it was the beginning of the end for them, but they needed this book. And so they put together uh, uh, about um, six uh, tribal leaders, and they started out from Oregon going over the Rocky Mountains through enemy territory, through winters and all these things to get to St. Louis, Missouri, which is where William Clark was, mm-hmm. on, and he was the, in charge of actually Native American re- uh, relations. And so they get to him because they had met him. Two of them had turned back. We don't know what happened to them. Two of them, when they arrived, shortly after that, they get some kind of a disease mm-hmm. and they died. Mm-hmm. So there's two left. And, and as they're with William Clark, they are, they are sharing with him their journey, and they ask, can we go see the black robes? And black the black robes. Rose. Robe. Robes. And, and the black, it was the black robe. You, I'm sure you've heard of the black robe oh, res, yes, regiment, uh-huh. right? But it, the black robes were known as the priests or the pastors. Mm-hmm. So my understanding of history is that they actually took them to the priests, the Catholic priests, but and they're looking for the book of heaven, but Catholics don't give the Bible out. So they couldn't get it. My. Right? And so they did finally get the Bible on this trip, but they couldn't read. Mm-hmm. And so so the 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 a young man was asked the the his name is No Horn on His Head. That was his name. <laughs> uh, he was asked, well, how did you like your stay? And I'm going to have to share that in the next, next segment. Yeah, because we have but, about a minute But left. he it, basically, um, 
they had come for the book of heaven, but we were not ready for them. My. We were not ready for them to, to, to really receive them. We didn't, at that point, in many cases, we saw them as savages and not as mm-hmm. the souls yes. that needed yes. the Lord. Wow. You know, we as Americans uh, that are not involved in the uh, First Nations group, we go, we we got it all. I mean, we're in the, the greatest country and so forth, but we don't really understand the depth of the history, and there may be some repentance issues that we need to be involved with as well. And I think God wants us to be aware of our true history, the repentance that's required, so that when all these different uh, groupings of people get together, God's plans are unstoppable. My listening friend, Chris Leeper and I are going to talk about the unstoppability of God's plans if we listen and obey using his journeys across the United States then and coming soon to a nation near you as well when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. My co-host and guest is Chris Leeper of Leeper Family Ministries. And this is a man that has a tremendous amount of experience on God's plans for his family. We talk a little bit about his literal, natural family, but we're now talking about not only that, but the family of God. And the family of God includes a lot of different members that in the past we, uh, in uh, America, some of we Americans have not really considered the fullness of the family. And uh, First Nations, uh, the Indian population uh, in the United States is certainly a vital member of this family. And Chris is talking about uh, portions of this family, and in particular the First Nations people, knew even before the pilgrims arrived that there was uh, a, a a book of God somewhere, and I think you called it the uh, book of heaven, and yes. they were in search of that, and you were beginning to share with us some further insights. You introduced us. There was a, a man, an Indian, uh, that was named... No, no horn on his head. No horn on his head. Well, Chris is kind of like that because he's got no hair on his head. <laughs> that was just a joke. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. so we're in Oregon. We're we're learning about this Nimipu tribe. We're learning that they uh, heard about the Book of Heaven through uh, William Clark and uh, Lewis and Clark. That adventure that they had, uh, and also with the trappers. And so they send a dispatch of six leaders uh-huh. to go across the nation at that time uh, over the Rocky Mountains through enemy territory to get to St. Louis, which is uh, the frontier city at that point. Uh, and uh, William Clark of the Lewis and Clark, he's there. His, his name is, his gen, he's a general at this point, and he's in charge of the Native American relations. They go to him, and he takes them all around town. He takes them to the, to the black robes of the priests. Yes. They're looking for the book of heaven. And, and then... Uh, and two, so six of them leave, two of them turn back, two of them die when they get to St. Louis. Mm. And, and so William Clark asks them, uh, how has your stay been? What give, give me a report on, on how things are going. And this, 
a man named No Horn on his head says to William Clark, I came to you over the trail of many moons from the setting sun. I came with one eye partly open for my people who are sitting in darkness. I go back with both eyes closed. How can I go back blind to my blind people? Now, let me, let me stop there for a minute. So when they went to the Catholic Church, they don't give the Bible. They did end up getting the Bible, but they couldn't read. So they came with one eye open, but they're going back with both eyes closed. And I made my way to you with strong arms through many enemies and strange lands that I might carry much back to them. I go back with both arms broken and empty. Two fathers came with us. They were braves of many snows and wars. We leave them asleep here by your great water and wigwams. They will They were tired from their journey of many moons, and their moccasins wore out. My people sent me to get the white man's book of heaven. You took us to where you allow your women to dance, as we do not ours, and the book was not there. You took us to worship the great spirit with candles, with the Catholic Church, I believe is what he's talking about, Mm -hmm. and the book was not there. You showed us the images of the great spirit and the good land beyond, but the book was not among them. You make my feet heavy with gifts, and my moccasins will grow old carrying them, yet the book is not among them. When I tell my poor blind people after one more snow in the big council that I did not bring the book, no words will be spoken by our older men or by our young braves. One by one, they will rise up and go out in silence. My people will die in darkness. They will go on a long path to other hunting grounds. No white man will go with them. No white man's book of heaven will make the way plain. I have no more words. Oh, my. This was what was documented and written about what he had said. And so what happened was he did get a Bible but he couldn't read it. Mm -hmm. He left with his partner. They get on a steamboat. They go about 1,200 miles up, I believe, the Yellow River, Missouri River. And um, one of them dies on the boat from, from a disease or something. And the other one is never seen again. But what, so it's, it's a tragic story, Mm -hmm. but what happens is the, the report of these men coming to St. Louis to find the book of heaven gets to a college professor that is um, he's a part of, of the West. He's, a, he's the Wesley. college. He's the president of the Wesleyan university. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, and he's so moved by this report. He puts in the Christian advocate at this time, it was a newspaper that was the, the most like the biggest newspaper of the time. He said, um, He says, I'm looking for two suitable men, unencumbered with families and possessing the spirit of martyrs, to throw themselves into the Oregon nation, live with them, learn their language, preach Christ to them, and as the way opens, introduce schools, agriculture, and the arts of civilized life. And obviously the book of heaven is part of that equation. Yes. Uh So so what happens is... uh, uh, Dr. William F- uh, Wilbur Fisk uh, already has somebody in mind. His name is Jason Lee. 
And, J- and, and so he talks to Jason Lee, who was one of his prize students. He asked him if he will go. And so Jason Lee, with another partner, um, I believe it was his nephew, actually, ends up going to the Oregon trip, going to Oregon and establishing the first mission in Oregon. And he's actually, Salem is the capital of Oregon. And he, he, they actually have a, uh, a, a statue of him and he is the founder of Salem, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and so Jason goes and he establishes a mission there. And then others come, like they start flooding. They start hearing about the need for Christianity in the, on the Oregon trail. And, and Jason ends up giving his Bible. It's a, it's a, it was really thick. It was like two and a half feet long by, <laughs> by about a foot across. And then it was like, it was like about six inches thick. My. I mean, it's a big Bible. Mm-hmm. He ends up giving that Bible. The tribes receive that Bible. The, the Nimipu chief leader accepts the Lord years later, gets baptized. The Nimipu people, actually, many of them come to Christ. They are displaced, like the prophet uh-huh. said. But here's the power of this story. We had a, a, a gentleman named, his name is Jimmy Muskrat. It's like a cool name, huh? Jimmy <laughs> <Yeah>. Muskrat. He's <laughs> from Oklahoma. He's full-blooded Cherokee. He's an evangelist. He was in the tent with us. By the way, the, the Trail of Joy had seven-day tent revivals. Mm-hmm. That was one of our yes. expressions. And so he's in the tent with us, and he has this, um, this Bible with him, and I didn't know anything about it. And he comes up and he says, this is Jason Lee's Bible. This is the book of heaven. Uh, I it's love it. 200 years old, this book. And the tribes had been holding on to this book and they gave it to, to, they, they gave it to Jimmy Muskrat and they said this to him. They said, it's time to release the word of God in the tribes again oh, and yes. to take God's word to them. It was, it was, yeah, it was profound. We're going to talk more about that and other things because this sets the stage for everything else you want to share because this is God's plan to the families, but the families include the First Nations and others. We're going to talk more about that. But before we do, I want to give a website information for you, but also a way, my listening friend, if you want to communicate with me, my email is Diego at kprz.com, Diego at kprz.com, and a website uh, so I want to give two. One is if you really want to learn about family altars, family, God moving in family, it's leaperfamily.org, mm. leaper, L-E-E-P-E-R, family.org. And then the other one is 40daysofhope.net, 40daysofhope.net. So my listening friend, you're geared up to find out more about not only the Leaper family, but 40 Days of Hope. And also, I'm sure on your website, you have further information of the indigenous, I can say that word, I actually can, indigenous nations. So Chris, we're going to be talking more about this journey that you made across the United States ending in Miami last year, but also a trip you have planned this year, and also how it is tied to 40 Days of Hope. We're going to find out more about those things. My listening friend, I hope you are engaged in this because it is helping you understand not only history of America, but also history of the world, also God's plan for you and your family. We'll talk more about these and so much more when Chris Leeper and I come right back. 
More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my listening friends, and welcome back to Come Together San Diego. My co-host for this entire two hours is Chris Leeper, and the ministry is called the Leeper Family Ministry, and I would call them sojourners in, in many ways. They travel different parts of the United States. Who knows? It may turn into an international ministry soon, too. Well, it has because you do Mexico trips, so technically you've gone international on this. But my listening friend, it, what we're learning today is a little bit of history, not only um, uh, history um, as we think we know it, but also history as we don't know it. I mean, one of the things we are learning now about history is sometimes history is written by the winner of whatever situation, and God's history is actually uh, showcasing the the plight of the poor and uh, downtrodden and things like that, and those who are victorious in whatever involvement they are in, are the ones who write the history, and so we don't get the full picture. We're getting a full picture from uh, Chris Leeper today, and uh, he's using his travels across the United States uh, from last year and also travels soon coming as well to illustrate this. We talked about the First Nation people, and we talked about the Book of Heaven, and uh, we're going to talk. You ended the last segment talking about the discovery of the Book of Heaven and being shared uh, by the Indian nations. Where would you like to go in this journey that we're taking? Chris Leeper. <laughs> so, so we, uh, that was in Salem. That yep. was the beginning of the trail of joy. And then we went to Independence, Missouri. We went to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, Little Rock, Arkansas. And I want to stop in Jackson. I want to share some about, about Jackson, what we learned in Missouri. Jackson, Missouri. Yes. And that was actually, um, the second stop in 2023. Uh, and that's when we started our tour with our RVs and we flew into Little Rock and did that. But then we started an RV caravan mm -hmm. uh, for those seven months. And uh, so in this segment, I want to talk about Jackson, Missouri, because there was so much of an education that I received from this. And by the way, you received it, but also your children are getting it firsthand, too. Yes. You're nice, not you sitting down around a fire going, kids, let me tell you a story. No, no, because you are a family-oriented ministry. The kids are actually literally experiencing it as you are. So they may sit you down around the fire and go, Dad, do you remember way back when? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so kids, don't don't underestimate the value of your kids. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All seven. Well, we have eight children, but seven of our kids traveled with us in our RV for the seven months this last year and for a number of months the year before that. And so, yeah, definitely want to encourage you, include your kids. The Holy, There's no junior Holy Spirit. God wants to move in your children. He wants to move in them in a way. The world has a, a, a process, right? You send your kids to kindergarten, then first grade, second grade, or you send them to little league, and then they they start in you know high school or whatever. So when we put our kids in little league, we don't expect them to throw a, a ball like like an adult or like a, a high schooler. In the same way with the church, we need to allow our kids to throw the ball. We need to let them throw it at their age. Uh, and so like our kids 
all are able to do that and they're maturing and they're, and they're a sign and a wonder. They're a sign and a wonder. <laughs> they are. Uh, and, and they're opening the heavens and God is using them powerfully. He told us they are, they are his secret weapon. And uh, people are just being rocked by their worship, by their prophetic words, by their praying. And so I want to take us, we, we, tr- we traveled to, to Jackson, Missouri, on the Trail of Joy to reverse the, the curse of the Trail of Tears. And we get to Jackson, and I get this education that that really hurt my heart. But God was sending us there to reverse the curse. Mm. And so the reason why we chose Jackson, Missouri, was because God was using literally the sun and the moon to reveal that the Indian removal was a major fault line for the demise of America. And, and so the Lord was using uh, this... This, and he still does this, right? He uses the, the sun, the moon, and the stars to communicate yes, he does. to us. It says this in the Word. And he was using the, the two solar eclipses that made an X oh, on, on the, the uh, Trail of Tears State Park in Jackson, Missouri. Oh, my. The, one, the solar eclipse that happened in August 20, 21st, 2017, and the solar eclipse that is coming April 8th, 2024. It's a, it's a solar eclipse right across yes. our nation. And, and so we went to Jackson because the Lord was putting an X marks the spot. <laughs> and we learned that, that the Trail of Tears State Park is right next to the, to the Mississippi River. And we learned that when the Cherokee were being forced and removed uh, from Georgia, that they experienced a really bad winter at the Mississippi, couldn't cross it, and 2,000 of them died oh in that. And, and, and here's, here's what we learned. So I want to read some of this to you. In the late 1820s, the Georgia State Legislature passed two laws that declared the Cherokee Nation tribal territory could be inspected, divided up, and distributed to white citizens in the state of Georgia. The laws also provided penalties and punishment to anyone who did not comply. Together, the laws were intended to force the tribe off its reservation land. Basically, they said... All the white citizens can have the land, and if anybody uh, pushes back, they will be punished and pe- penalized. So this actually went to the Supreme Court in uh, Worcester versus Georgia. The check this out. This is profound. The United States Court, Supreme Court ruled that the Cherokee Nation was sovereign, according to the decision rendered by Chief Justice. John Marshall, this meant that Georgia had no right to enforce state laws in, on its territory. However, this is the tragedy. President Andrew Jackson refused to uphold the ruling of this case and directed the expulsion of the Cherokee Nation. U.S. Army forces were used to, in some cases, to round them up, and exp- um, their expulsion and subsequent route is called the Trail of Tears. Oh my! Of the fifteen thousand who left, four thousand died on the journey to the Indian Territory 
in present-day Oklahoma. My. And you talked about history repeating itself. You know, we uh, that have not a familiarity with that, uh, we're suffering the consequences of our misdeeds back then in a very real way if you look at what's going on in this nation. And I believe this is the time for repentance, 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 and also a horizontal, intimate relationship with one another because this needs to be solved. Yes, and and we also got that that we saw a correlation with Georgia and the election problems that were happening there with what had happened with the First Nations people. Oh, my. Yeah. But a good news on that is that I, I heard that one of the senators in Georgia connected with some of the tribal leaders and actually repented of what happened. It was, it was profound. It was yeah. after this, after the trail. But let me, let me finish uh, some of this. So each... There was five tribes that were actually displaced. It wasn't just the Cherokee, Cherokee mm-hmm. five tribes, but specific to the Cherokee, because we were connecting with them a lot. It is said that no, think about this for a minute. There were, there were so many heavy losses for the Cherokee. It is said that no elder over 60 and no child under six survived. So harsh were the conditions and the brutality of the forced death march. Now, think about it. I have a I have a child that's four, mm-hmm. and, and and another that's seven, and I have a my my mother in law is in her seventies. Can you imagine us marching and watching them die? Oh my! And yeah. and to even make it worse, many of the Cherokee were actually Christians. They were civilized, they wore European clothing, they were Christians, and they were discipled by the Moravians. So literally, we, uh, the na- our nation was a part of killing our brothers and sisters on this death march. Oh my, my. You know, Chris, the sadness is what the saying goes, that history repeats itself. But if we understand history and how some of it has been subverted, uh, there's a better chance of history not repeating itself. And I think that's what God wants us to do, realize the history uh, uh, and understand that it, we can circumvent that with Judeo-Christian values and hearing God and God's voice. We're going to talk more about these things and so much more as this program winds down. We've only got a couple segments left, but I think uh, we, we're taking a tour across uh, different parts of the United States, and we're going to continue talking about another state of Oklahoma, talk more about that and more things. My listening friend, I hope you're being enriched and instructed as Chris Beeper and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Welcome back, my friends, to Come Together San Diego. We're in the finishing phases of this broadcast from 5 to 7 p.m., and uh, we're in the last couple segments, and it's time to shore some things up here. Chris Leeper and I are talking about a journey that they made in 2023 that was covering 11 stops across America, and they had great historic revelation as they went, they realized that what we think to be history and what really is history are two different things. 
and God wants us to focus on what is really history. And one of the key elements in this history is are the First Nation people. And uh, thanks for sharing with us some insights on that in your 11, uh, 11 state uh, journey. And uh, we, at, during the break, we're going, where do we, we can't cover all 11 states and ever, the different things like that. And so we were praying about it. And uh, I think your journey in Nashville and uh, Oklahoma have important values, but I'm going to let you carry the ball on that and uh, spend as much depth as you think is necessary. The bottom line is, my friend, God wants us to be family-oriented, not only our natural family, but spiritual family as well. First Nations is a major key. There are other uh, components as well, and you have to fill in the blanks on some of those yourself, my listening friend. But Chris, uh, remarkable journey, and you have another journey leaving uh, in less than a week for... uh, Friday is the goal. (laughs) <laughs> for for the, is, the, yeah. another trip. But anyway, I'm going to hand the baton to you. Where are we going to end up in this 2023 journey? Yeah, so um, I just, I want to mention some of the cities we stopped at, but I want to also mention like, what what does it take to get this done? What, what, how, the Lord spoke to me and I, and I don't want to, I'm not one that exaggerates. I just go with what the, what I hear the Lord say, but he said, he said, you on this trail of joy are a part of, of saving America. And that's, that's pretty heavy. And, and, and he put together six families and 36 people from different states, from different backgrounds. And how does the Lord actually want us to walk together as the family of God? And in Oklahoma, he told me, he said, I want you to stand up and I want you to declare this. And, and I, 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 I knew what he wanted me to say, and I was, I was this is going to cost me. This is going to cost me big. And he told me, I want you to declare, I am a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is my reasonable service. And, and, and that was uh, so deep because what he was telling us is that as a, as a team, we all have to get on the altar and, and burn. And, and one of the sayings we had as a team was burn the squirm, oh, right? My. Burn the squirm because the Lord wants us to become one. And one of the things he said is before revival comes, you must become one. And in order to become one, you must spend an extended time in my presence. And so we were every day spending a couple hours in the presence of God as a team, hearing from him, worshiping together, praying and seeking his face. It was so powerful. But I just want to encourage the listener that the Lord wants you to change the world. He actually put his son inside of you, and everywhere you go, you advance his kingdom. He wants you to change the world, but how? First of all, he's calling you to be a living sacrifice, to lay down your life. You know, Chris, what... That reminds me of, you know, when you say words like that, I go, this is scriptural, and where was it scriptural again? It reminds me in the book of the Revelation, it talks about, and they love not their lives unto the death, but it says, and they overcame him, who is him, the bad guy, the one who has false worship throughout the United States of America. You've run across that. We may talk about that in this segment. But they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Well, number one, number two, the word of their testimony, both of those things you've, you've paid attention to, but you're talking about living sacrifice. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their life unto the death. That's that living sacrifice. Yes. And if you want to go all the way with the Lord, he's saying, uh, for, 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 you want to go all the way with me, you have to go all the way 
in yourself as well. And that's that threefold component of blood of the lamb, word of the testimony, and loving not your life unto the death, a living sacrifice. What? That was, you're right. That was a big one for you and everybody else, Chris. Yes. And, and everywhere we went, I talked about X marks the spot in the last segment. Everywhere we went, we would like draw an X. The Lord would just kind of have us like with a stick in the campground. We would just draw an X. And the, and one of the, Close to the last spots where we drew that X, we drew an X. I saw the Lord standing in the X, consumed with fire, and He was inviting all of us in to mm. that fire, so that we would become one with Him, and and then we could become one with each other. And so, I, I just want to share some team dynamics that were yes. necessary for this for this tour, this two year tour, eleven stops. But I want to also then now jump to Nashville because I want to I want to highlight some things that happened in Nashville. The Lord pointed out Centennial Park. Now, a little background in Nashville. Nashville has more churches per capita than any other uh, city in our nation. It's They actually claim to be the bu- the belt buckle of the Bible belt. Yeah, and you'd think because of that, they would be very robust in doing God's stuff. Yes. However. Yes. Um, and yes, however, they have uh, in their Centennial Park, they have a, a full-size uh, Parthenon uh, after the Parthenon in Greece. Mm-hmm. And they also put... Inside the Parthenon, a full-size statue of Athena. It's the largest statue in uh, in the United indoors in the United States. It's forty-two feet tall oh, oh inside of this, and Athena stands for the god of sex, war, and division. Oh. And and um, on the Parthenon, it has men that are half men, half horses with rocks in their hands, crushing men's skulls. And, and they call this a museum. Mm. And the Lord told us that uh, this was a stronghold in Nashville and that we were to put the tent up in this park. Mm-hmm. But the parks and wrecks, uh, they, they were jerking us around. And finally, like they were they're pushing us off to the point where they said, sorry, you can't do it. We knew, and our director said, well, that's not what Jesus said. (laughs) I love that. He's a pit bull man for Jesus. He said, that's not what Jesus said. And then the Lord led us to exercise our civil liberties and do a a worship protest on the Temple Mount of the Parthenon for two weeks for 12 hours a day to destroy the demonic altar of of Athena. So what did this look like? You're camped out right in front of this, the temple of Athena and the columns and everything. You're camped out right in front of it, and you guys are just worshiping like crazy. Yes. Ooh. So we're worshiping, sharing the gospel, <laughs> sharing the truth, calling Nashville to repentance. Because in, in Tennessee, they claim, and we know it's not totally true, uh, but they claim that 81% of Tennessee is Christian. And, and that this... This Parthenon falls under Parks and Recs, which is funded by tax dollars. Mm -hmm. So Christians are funding this. And one of the other things the Lord said is that, you know, we complain about the government, but our our founding documents say we're the government. We, the people, Mm. are the government. We are the ones that choose our representatives as a republic, and they, they are to... Uh, carry our will and our desire. And when they don't, we remove them and put... In theory, we do. In, yeah, we're supposed to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that exactly. was that's the liberty we were given. And so we were telling them, listen, 
one of our sayings was tear it down, oh, uh-huh. tear it down. We do not need this as the heart of Nashville, oh, this God of war, sex, and division. And, uh, and, and they were calling it a museum, but literally, and where the people, where the people entered the Parthenon, where they entered to pay the, the cost to go in the museum was how they did human sacrifices. The human sacrifices would walk through the, the entrance there. And that's where we would walk. That's where you'd walk through to pay pay the money to go in. The symbolism is outrageous. And so, so uh, we, 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 we did the protest. The police came to us, says you can't have amplified. And we said, well, or we'll have to uh, um, give you a ticket. And they said, well, the ticket's a hundred and something dollars a day. We said, we'll pay it. And we, and we, we blasted the worship. We blasted the, 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 and they only ticketed us for four days out of the 12. And God moved powerfully. Even the first nations people came (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they, and they were preaching. We need to remove this. We need to remove this. We need to follow uh, the God of creation. We need to follow the, the, the spirit of the Lord. They were Christians and they were actually compelling us to remove move this idol from our nation. Yes. So making your stand didn't cost you as much as you thought it was going to, but 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 when you did it, you didn't know what was ahead of you. You know, I was willing to whatever it took, and God blessed you and protected you in the midst of that. My yes. listening friend, we've got so much more to talk about, and only one more segment to go. We need to talk a little bit, Chris, about uh, what your plans are for 2024 as well. We'll talk about that, and hopefully, my friends, you'll come to understand the value of family, but not only family horizontally with your own people, but also family, the body of Christ. We'll talk more about that and other things when Chris Leeper and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back to the concluding segment of Come Together San Diego. And this broadcast has featured Chris Leeper of the Leeper Family Ministry and uh, their endeavors across the United States 2023, but also coming up now in 2024, actually leaving just in a few days. And uh, we're discovering that God has plans for his kids in America, but not only his kids, you and your literal family, but also your spiritual family. We've talked a little bit about the First Nations people and uh, how history uh, can sometimes be a lie, uh, and we need to expose what real history is. We spent a couple made a couple stops in a couple of different states. And uh, now it's time to really kind of close that, Chris. And I think we want to uh, talk about what's going to be going on in, in a few days for you heading to Oregon and et cetera. But why don't you start by giving a couple uh, website addresses and then launch out Chris Leeper. Yeah, I want to encourage you, uh, if you want to help your children to transfer your faith to your children, go to leaperfamily.org. That's L-E-E-P-E-R, family.org. And uh, also we have a web, uh, a, a Facebook page. You can find us, Leaper Family, on there and get a lot of uh, good insights. And then also for our regional uni- unifying uh, ministry, it's called 40daysofhope.net. 
40daysofhope.net. And would it be accurate for me to say in one sense they can actually follow you on your travels because you're going to be doing posts uh, yes. about that as well. So your newfound travels are going to be uh, documented and they can actually yes. travel along with you in, yes. in a manner of speaking. So Leaper Family, if you look that up on Facebook, you'll find it pretty easily. Leaper Family and our journey, and you can see our kids uh, ministering. Just They're just so powerful. I just want to encourage you to go and look because I think it will bless you and it'll encourage you for this next generation. So um, I just, I want to conclude uh, what we were talking about, the trail of joy. So we, we, we went to Nashville, then we went to Wilmore, Kentucky, and I'm not going to talk about all these because literally they were like a mission trip. Each one mm-hmm. was a mission trip. We spent a month. We went to Cherokee, North Carolina and set up our tent for seven days. And then we went, we went to, um, uh, we went to Fort Mill, South Carolina, and we went to the Bob Jones Vision Center at Morningstar, and above it, it says, have you learned to love? And I was like, whoa, like that is exactly what the Lord was telling us as a team for being for seven months together. Have we learned to love each other? And then the Lord sent us to Miami, and they sent, he sent us to the hardest city in Miami, uh, one of the hardest cities at least, called Liberty City, where we found out that the affluent community actually created this city for the black community, mm-hmm. pushed them into it. And literally this whole city is full of drugs, um, uh, prostitution, drug dealing. It's super oppressed. And, and it's very similar to what the First Nations people were going through. And so we, we did a seven-day tent revival there. One of our goals was to deal with sex trafficking and the, and the bondage wow. of that. And shortly after we were done in Miami to close out the trail, they literally had one of the biggest busts, sex trafficking busts in Florida, in Orlando. So we were already seeing God was responding <laughs> to what we were doing. Yes. And, and now fast forward and where we're at now, we're starting to gear up to go to Oregon. There's two regions in Oregon. So last year we did 10 stadium gatherings throughout California and Baja California uniting for 40 days for prayer, fasting, worship, and outreach leading to stadium gatherings for the lost. Now there's two regions in Oregon that are wanting to do Hope Oregon, 40 days of hope leading to large venue gatherings for the lost. We're going up there to pioneer these two new works with my kids. We're going to be doing outreaches. We're going to be doing worship. We're going to be opening the heavens and it's going to be really profound what God is doing. He's, we're, we're beginning to see Hope West Coast is what we're beginning to call it. Oh, like Hope it. West Coast, which we believe is going to go all the way to Washington. And then it's going to sweep across the nation yes. and even the nations of the world. And so God is uniting his church uh, for, for what is coming. And we're going to see it's going to be difficult Yes. And yet he's going to give us the grace to walk in unity. He's going to give us the grace to walk out Psalm 133. We're going to harmonize together. He's going to transform. Listen, the billion soul harvest that is coming is coming in the context of great trials on the earth. The Lord spoke to us. There's going to be, there's going to be great trials, great shaking. And, and out of that, there's going to be a billion soul harvest that comes. As believers, we need to not be afraid. We need to run into 
the problems because there's going to be people that are ready. Yes. The, the souls of humanity are waiting to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. They're waiting for hope. And we are going to go up to Oregon as a family, seven, seven of my eight kids, my wife and I are going to get in an RV, a bus, <laughs> a, a shuttle bus and a, and a, a trailer. We're going to go up there 60 foot long. We're going to live in that thing in the rain we're going to suffer for Jesus. It's going to be cold and rainy to establish a beachhead yes. in Oregon that's got hope written all over it. My. So um, that is, that's, these are our next steps. And if oh you'd my. like to get involved, if you'd like to get involved in what we're doing, go to leaperfamily.org. You can also, f- uh, that's L-E-E-P-E-R, family.org. You can also go to Facebook. If you type in Leaper Family, uh, you're going to find us because we're, we're posting the most out of any other Leaper Family out there. So you'll <laughs> find us right away. And uh, also, uh, we have a website called 40 Days of Hope. If you'd like to be involved in unifying prayer, fasting, worship, and outreach, connect with us there. Uh, you can email us through those websites. We would love, we believe all hands on deck. This is the time for us to begin to walk in unity, to be living sacrifices together, learn how to do community together, see the power of God fall. Yes. And people transformed, like delivered, demons being cast out of people, yes. uh, people being healed, people being delivered, families being restored, marriages being restored. And and gender being restored, that's Hallelujah! Right. Yes, yes. You know, so that's join us. Uh, let's partner together. How whatever that looks like, uh, we the Lord has called us to be one body. We yes. need each other. Yeah, Chris, I, I see you and the Leaper family and the ministries that you're doing really as the cutting edge. This is something that we all need to be activated in, as far as in our own life and lifestyle. If you look at the world and look at government and politics and uh, education and family relations, and even church environments, you see uh, there's many areas where these are wanting because of neglect, and part of the neglect, in all honesty, has to we have to raise our hands and say, we were neglectful. Part of it is just not understanding where we are in history and where we've uh, invalidated true history by our misunderstanding. So God wants us to have that repentant heart because God's got big plans and he's using his church. That's you, my listening friend, to make that come to pass. So Chris, what you got? One other thing I want to say is if you have a heart for the First Nations people, reach out to us Mm -hmm. because... The, the Lord spoke to us on this trail of joy. He wants to go into the into the native reservations. He wants us to minister. He wants us to connect. He wants to partner with them. And there is a huge need. There's hundreds and hundreds of reservations. There's many in California. And so so there's there's probably a few in where you live. And so if the Lord has given you a heart for that, please reach out to us, leaperfamily.org, L-E-E-P-E-R, family.org. Reach out to us. And uh, we would love to to collaborate with you, work with you. God's heart is for the First Nations to to cultivate and raise them up to be a part of this next move of God. Yes, and move of God is what we are expecting. We we are anticipating it. Uh, You sense that there are things going on in this nation that have never been exposed before. A lot of the things that have been hidden uh, and a lot of false history is starting to be exposed so that we can understand the true history of Judeo-Christian values in this nation and in other nations as well. And God wants us to make our stand. It's no more time to be a spectator. 
in a, in a, in a, in a, in a faith environment or in a, even in a church environment. It's no longer time to be a spectator. You have to make your stand and inspire others to make their stand as well because that's really what the vision of this broadcast is, Come Together San Diego. Uh, about time for us to go. I want to thank you, Chris Leeper and the Chris Leeper Family Ministries for joining with me again, yeah, as man. you have in the past. It's You're going to awesome. be here in the future as well. We want to hear more about this trip. We'll invite you back to tell more about that when that happens. My listening friend, it's about time for us to go away. Chris Leeper and the Leeper Family, you know I love you guys big time. We love you too. We, and we, I, I want to encourage you to give a shout out to Kaz because he's amazing. He's faithful. <laughs> he's awesome. So bless him with a shout out, however that looks like. He's awesome. Oh, thank you. My listening friend, it's time for us to go. Chris Leeper, Chris Leeper and the Leeper Family Ministry, thank you for joining us. My listening friend, thank you for joining us on Come Together San Diego. That's what we do. We encourage you to come together San Diego. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.